that it's not the final four here, it's the faithful four. Right. Eventually, the winner is crowned with the Lent Madness Golden Halo, which I'm sure that uh, the saint who wins is always just thrilled about. Hello, friends. This is episode 42 of the Spirituality for Ordinary People podcast. My guest today is someone named Tim Skenk, and Tim runs an online Lenten devotional called Lent Madness. And you just heard a little clip um, that will give you a bit of insight into what this interview is going to be like. This is all very tongue-in-cheek. It's kind of absurd and a lot of fun. Um, So maybe something a little bit different than what you might be used to when you think about the season of Lent. Uh, So we talk a little bit in this interview about what Lent is, um, and then we talk about what Lent madness is. And uh, Tim explains it way better than than I can here, and it's all in the interview. So we're going to get to that in just a minute. Um, So before we do, I just wanted to let you know that you can find uh, the resources and things that we talk about in the interview, links to those things like their website and all of that. If you go to spiritualityforordinarypeople.com slash Tim, then you'll find all of those those links there. Uh, You can also follow this podcast on Instagram. And the handle is at Spirituality for Ordinary Podcast. And if you'd like, there are a couple of ways that you can support this podcast. If you're a regular listener, even if you're a first-time listener, and you want to leave a rating or a review on iTunes, that really helps out with visibility for the podcast so that other people can find it. Um, You can also support the podcast financially, and some people have done that, which I really appreciate so much. That helps pay the hosting fees because there are costs to hosting a podcast. And also, I'm saving up for new equipment, continually saving up for new equipment, it seems. Uh, But you can do that. uh, Again, you can just do that through the the website and uh, look for the links in the episode notes that say support this podcast. You can just click on those. Anyway, let's get to the interview because this one is just so much fun and I hope you enjoy it today. Take care. Today I have Tim Skank on the podcast. Uh, welcome, Tim. Well, uh, great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled to have you uh, because uh, Lent is coming soon when this podcast comes out, and uh, you are famous, or I guess infamous, perhaps. Yeah, one of the people. Who... Well, you know, the, the, of course, there's a difference between <laughs> real famous and church famous. Those are two very different things. But yeah. That's very true. For something called Lent Madness. Yes. And uh, we're going to get into talking about what Lent Madness is. But also, I might have a bunch of listeners who aren't even necessarily quite sure what Lent is. Ah. So you can you can be kind of my expert. Um, Great. Well, we will. We're just going to jump right in then. What is Lent? That's a, yeah. that's a great yeah. question. Well, Lent is a season, it's 40 days and 40 nights that uh, mirrors the time that Jesus spent in the wilderness when he was tempted and fasted, just that time immediately after his baptism by John the Baptist, the aptly named John the Baptizer, uh, in, in the Jordan, and immediately preceding the start of his public ministry. And so for the church, it's really a uh, 
time of preparation for the season of Easter. Uh, liturgically and around church circles, you'll you'll see all sorts of changes when you walk into a church. Typically at Lent, it'll be kind of stripped down a little bit and stripped bare. And so you won't see flowers on the altar necessarily. And maybe there'll be fewer candles and there'll be veiled crosses and all of these ways that we enter into almost a, a fast for the senses, a fast of beauty. So, and, and we don't say alleluia during Lent either. And so, oh, if this is playing during Lent, I just said it, but that's okay. Um, Jesus forgives. That's one of the big pieces of Lent too. Um, but, uh, but it's, but, but then this, this all, if absence makes the heart grow fonder, we bring all of the, these things back at, at Easter. And so um, for individuals, I always like to think about Lent as kind of a time of a, a spiritual tune-up. Sometimes things in our spiritual lives get out of alignment and they need a little bit of tweaking. Our priorities maybe start to drift a little bit. And so Lent is really a time to refocus and renew and return to right relationship with God through worship and prayer and spiritual disciplines. And it's just, uh, it's, it's really, I I think in that sense, a a spiritually very rich and meaningful time. Yeah. And I think like one of the things that people have heard a lot about is giving something up for Lent. So, so that's kind of related to the fasting, right? So what is is that about? Well, there's a, there's a great debate of course, between do you give something up for Lent or do you take something on? And, and uh, not to mention the fact that they're not mutually exclusive. It's okay. You can actually do do both, but Lent is often tied to self-denial and introspection. Again, uh, relating to Jesus's time in the, in the wilderness. And so I think really whatever brings you closer to God through whatever practice. I mean, the, the poster child for giving something up for Lent, of course, is chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think that so often it's, uh, it's more effective to add something, take on a spiritual discipline, maybe sure. contemplative prayer or, or regular Bible reading or anything that's going to bring you a little bit closer to Jesus. Yeah, I think something that you said uh, just a just a minute ago too is that these things kind of come back at Easter, and that's that's one of the things that, that I've tried to focus on the last number of years during Lent is to not necessarily like you you can give something out like some people will give up oh, I'm going to give up uh, smoking or something like yeah. that, and it's it, you should probably just give up smoking forever, not just for Lent, right? Um, so I try to focus on something that maybe is actually positive. Um, mm-hmm with the idea that, oh, and then I'm going to have permission. And so maybe chocolate fits in that role. It's not necessarily good for you, but there is a pleasure in, in having it and, and, a, and you can be thankful for it or something around food, a certain kind of food that you may like. It might not be the worst thing in the world to have, but I, I will give something up just in order to take it back up. Uh, right, right. Easter, and sort of have that sense of thankfulness for it. Absolutely. And it's, it's the same way where when you... Uh, when the lights come on at the Easter vigil or you walk in on Easter morning, everything's there, the flowers, the colors, everything. And it's, um, it's, uh, it's a tremendous. And it's, so it's, it is the self-denial piece. It's not that it's all about self-flagellation, but it is um, about reminding yourself and being grateful for, for what you do normally have. So, and I always think that uh, 
Lenten disciplines, or try, try not to make them or turn them into New Year's resolutions. Right. A little bit, uh, a little bit different than that. I mean, it's great that you want to lose some weight. Who doesn't want to lose some weight? But it, is that really going to bring you closer to to God? So, yeah, yeah, I, I I think that really needs to be the focus. Right? Is is how to? I like this idea of the tune up. That's that's mm. really good. I, mm. I really like that. Okay, so that's Lent in in sort of a small uh, nutshell. But so, what is Lent madness? Uh, Lent madness. How did it start and why? Yeah. yeah so, that, all, all great questions. Lent madness is the saintly smackdown. We take <laughs> we, we do we take thirty two saints and we put them into a into an NCAA basketball tournament style uh, bracket and they have they have at it and so we 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 choose 32 saints and every weekday of lent people can go online to to the website uh, lentmadness.org and they choose between one of the two and that saint advances and so there are several rounds the first round is all about just basic biographies and, and getting to know these saintly souls, some of yeah. whom people have probably heard of and some of whom would be unfamiliar. Okay, so just, I'm just going to stop you there for a sec, just so that people get, like, there was a lot in there, actually. Like, <laughs> and, so NCAA, people might not even know, there's something called March Madness. Oh, yeah. It's that's kind right. of the play on that, right? So, yeah. uh, so some people might not even know about that. So there's something called March Madness. Yeah. It is the college basketball tournament essentially uh in the u.s and uh and and where college basketball there there's this bracket that that they go through down to like the you know uh final four eventually it's a, yeah it's a and, single and, it's a single elimination yeah, tournament right. and so you you lose once and you're out and uh, I, I forgot for a moment that this is an international audience that we are speaking to as, as well and possibly not a sports audience though I'm a big fan. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So think single elimination tournament, um, which of course is absurd when you're talking about saints because they all have won their crown of righteousness already. And uh, but but nonetheless, so you, so you have to take this with with a little bit of a grain grain of salt. But um, so in this first round, people learn about saints. They vote for whoever one they want, and then. It's it is democracy at work, and, and you're pretty broadly defined in, in in who would be a saint. Yes, so uh, there are in the Episcopal Church, which is my tradition. There is a sanctoral calendar, and there are uh, calendars of saints in other traditions as well. But also, uh, does it what is what does that mean? Well, we keep a fairly loose definition of that. Uh, you can think about it as I mean, you don't have to pray to the saints. A lot of people think about them as simply very inspiring souls and people who have followed Jesus in their own day. And so we have saints from everywhere, from biblical times to to the 20th century. And so they, they do span uh, all sorts of situations and all sorts of contexts, which is part of the fun. Um, of course, having a biblical saint going up against someone from the 18th century, again, absurd, and that's okay, um, but that's, that's part of the fun. So the second round we get into, for, for, all the, for the 16 saints that have survived the first round, they get into the second round, and then we get into what we call quotes and quirks. And so uh, we've, we've done the basic biographical information, and then we get into 
maybe legends or funny stories or just interesting stories and and then quotes either before uh, either um, either about or um, or by uh, the the person in question the, the the saint in question then we get into the round of the well that's the saintly 16 then we get into the elate eight here's where it gets a little more controversial oh, because we're down to we're down to eight eight finalists and we get into saintly kitsch now um this is because what else would what else would you do of course um and so uh what what kind of what has this saint spawned over the years what what kind of collectibles what is on etsy about this particular saint? i don't know so that's that's where we uh, we take a look at that, and then we get that it's not the final four here; it's the faithful four. Right. And eventually, the winner is crowned with the Lent Madness Golden Halo, which I'm sure that uh, the saint who wins is always just thrilled about. I yeah, I'm sure that's a that's the it's the crowning achievement, really. Um, so so how did this all start? This uh, this idea? Where did this idea come from? Good question. It's it started on a whim. I started it on my blog nine years ago. So this is actually the ninth about about this time nine years ago. This is the ninth year that we've been doing this. And basically, I sat around in the in the weeks before Lent, thinking, you know, this this March Madness uh, basketball tournament, sports fans of, of which I'm one are they you know, are having a great time and they're all fired up and engaged. And and here's the church. We're like kind of getting depressed because it's Lent, and I don't know. I don't know up in up in Canada. It's probably a little bit muddy, like it is here in here around Boston, and uh, and everyone's kind of thinking about rubbing dirt on their faces and being penitential, and I don't know, eating twigs and all this kind of stuff. And I thought there's got to be a better way. We got to be able to recapture some of the joy of the Lenten season, because what could be, when you think about it, what could be more joyful than a season specifically set aside by the church to be drawn closer to Jesus? That is joyful stuff. So I think Lent has had a kind of a a bad reputation. Um, uh, Maybe it needed a a slight rebrand. It's been, it's been (laughs) very, seen as something very dour, you know, people are like, oh God, we got to get through Lent in order to get to Easter. Well, I don't think that that Lent should be something that people think that they need to just get through. I think it should be something uh, that they should embrace. And so, Lent Madness, uh, for all the all the fun that we have with it and all the games, it is really just an online devotional tool to inspire people in their walk with our Lord. Yeah, and I think. Um like there's an educational value, right? I mean, it's like, I've gone and read about a whole bunch of people that I didn't know about um, throughout Absolutely. church history and, and, uh, and, and realizing the inspiration that they might be able to bring or just seeing, wow, this, these are people who really took their faiths quite seriously, but we're learning it about it in kind of a fun comic sort of way. Right. And that's, that's the whole point. So what Lent madness is really for people who take their faith seriously but don't take themselves too seriously. And frankly, I think most of the saintly souls over the generations 
have had a great sense of humor. You kind of have to, to be a person of, of faith. I mean, look at us, look at humanity. I mean, you, you can't help but, uh, but, uh, but, but laugh at yourself. Um, and if I know that if, if God doesn't have a sense of humor, um, I for one am hosed and I'm, uh, I'm sure I'm not alone. Yeah. Now I'm from the Presbyterian tradition. So our understanding of saints is that all followers of Christ are both saint and sinner. Um, also, uh, we don't tend, we tend to frown on gambling as a practice, but I'm wondering, (laughs) like, I know in sports, there's a lot of money exchanging hands on betting. So is there money involved? Like are people betting on Lent madness to, to pick the winner? Is yeah, that I, I'm not sure what the, what the line in Vegas is this year on, on what, what saint is going to win. Um, although I will say in gambling's defense, not, not that I'm a gambler or condone it, but in gambling's defense, St. Matthias was chosen by lot to replace Judas. So uh, acts of the apostles, a little, little, maybe some gambling going on, but no, do do not uh, do not condone gambling. Although, what happens in a lot of congregations? So you can play, and we can get into this. But you can play Lent Madness just as an individual, of course, online. But also, congregations will will do this together. And what will end up happening is people will fill out brackets. We actually have a have a bracket as you would do if you were following the uh, the March Madness basketball tournament. People fill out the bracket and they see how they do and they compete against one another, people do that with Lent Madness. And so they will fill out a bracket in advance, uh, see how they do. And throughout Lent, um, the, uh, the, the brackets gets, would get scored. So everybody uh, will fill it out. Maybe they hand it into the parish office. Uh, often, often it comes with a, um, and, and this is, what, this is the, the kind of gambling that we do condone. So often people will hand in the bracket and the, the church will have something set up where there's a pool and maybe it's $5 or $10 or some nominal donation uh, that they put in with the bracket. And then at the end, the person who wins gets to decide which charity gets the money. So actually over the years, thousands and thousands of dollars has, have been raised for charity through Lent Madness. Plus if you are the one in your congregation uh, that, that wins. I mean, who wouldn't want to win Lent? That's, that's, that's an amazing thing. I won Lent. Right. Yeah. So you've just, you're helping local congregations, uh, you know, with, with uh, their stewardship and also their potential mission into their communities um, through like, this is now potentially a fundraising effort for congregations too. Right. So it's a great yeah. service that you're, that you're now that you're providing. Well, it's fun. Now, now if anyone is, uh, is winning Lent and pocketing the money, don't do that. Right. We're not, <laughs> we're not promoting that here. <laughs> I, no, um, I should mention to your, uh, to your audience that we do for the first time ever. So we have 11, what we call celebrity bloggers, and they are the one. This is church celebrity, right? Yes. Again, again, it's all relative. Yeah, so okay. we, we like to engage in a little holy hyperbole here at Lent Madness. But <laughs> um, but so the first two years of Lent Madness, I actually did all the all the writing, and I don't really remember those two years of Lent. But since then, um, we we have what we call celebrity bloggers, and they write the uh, the the write ups for for the matchups. And this year, for the very first time. We have a Presbyterian celebrity blogger, Carol Howard Merritt, is on the Lent Madness team this year. 
So we're excited so about that. That's really good. Yeah, I'm excited about that too. She's an excellent writer, so yes, I'll look forward is. to reading the ones. Well, I'll look forward to reading all of them because um, it, it is a lot of fun. Um, uh, I also, I, I need to ask as well, because we're having fun and just kind of joking about stuff. Isn't this, and I'm going to ask this on behalf of, of the listener who's getting angrier and angrier yes. as they listen to this. Isn't this irreverent and not very spiritual? Um, it may be irreverent. I think it's actually deeply spiritual. I, uh, I would argue that ultimately this is all about discipleship. And so people learning about saintly souls and being inspired to follow Jesus, I, I think that that's pretty hard to, um, to argue with. And again, the whole concept is ridiculous, right? Saints competing against one another. So if you can set that part of it aside and really focus on the learning, I, I, think, that, um, I think that's really what it's all about. I, and we do occasionally get people... Who, uh, who get cranky about the whole concept. But um, the good news is we have two, two well, the, the, the two great commandments of, uh, of Lent Madness, kind of the, the summary of the law of Lent Madness, if you will. And um, the first and great commandment of Lent Madness is that it is purely optional. Yeah. So nobody is compelled to play Lent Madness if they hate it. The yeah. second great commandment of Lent Madness is like unto it. If you don't like Lent Madness, go and start your own online Lenten devotion. So there you go. That That's it. But um, occasionally we do get people who don't like the concept, but they, uh, they are not forced to uh, go on to the website. Plus there are lots of, I mean, there's nothing else like this from what I can see. Uh, there is um, not. Around the, particularly around this season, um, and there are there are uh, so many resources around Lent, which is why, you know, I wanted to invite you on to this to this show and kind of talk about Lent and kind of in, in a different way, a way that maybe people haven't experienced before. So I'm I'm totally with you. Well, again, also, uh, Lent, Lent should not uh, it, it should not be dreary. You know, we, we we can have some fun and we can learn and um, and that that's that's the whole concept behind Lent madness ultimately. Yeah, it's yeah, I think it's so great. Um, just kind of talking about resources as well. There are some resources for people to kind of play along with, with, with Lent madness as well, like downloadable things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anybody can, can play Lent madness by going to the website, which is uh, lentmadness.org. It's entirely free. You don't have to purchase anything or do anything. You can simply go online uh, on, on the weekdays during Lent and, and play. In fact, if you, you can sign up, uh, for to subscribe by email, and then you'll just simply get an email every time there is uh, a matchup, and you'll never miss a vote. So that's easy. Now, if you did did want to supplement your um, your Lent Madness experience, we uh, I partner with Forward Movement, and Scott Gunn is the executive director of Forward Movement, which is a publishing house in the Episcopal Church here in the states. And um, so, so we have the saintly scorecard that we put out, you know, you can't know the, uh, can't know the saints without the, without the scorecard. Right. And so we put a saintly scorecard together every year. It has a list of all of the first round bios in there. And it has some ways that you can use Lent madness in your congregation. It has, um, biographies of all the, the celebrity bloggers and everybody involved with Lent madness. And most importantly, 
it has a color pullout, full color bracket that uh, that you can use to fill out um, and wait for your favorite saint to to be up. So that that's um, that's it. You don't have to have to do that, but the scorecard is a, is a great resource, and it's. Um, if you buy an, in, I think if an individual copy, it's like three dollars. So it's you know, right. it's easy. And, and it's available as an ebook and and all that kind of stuff too. And and if people are interested as well, I'll put a link on our our show notes to obviously the Lent Madness page, but also to Forward Movement. Um, yeah, absolutely. And and in fact, we have on on our Lent Madness website, we have a if you click the Lentorium tab. That takes you to the, the, the Lenten Emporium, of course. Right, right. <laughs> uh, that, that brings you to uh, where you can find things like the Saintly Scorecard. Uh, so we also have a giant poster-sized bracket that people like to put up in their church parish halls or, or who knows, maybe they put it up in their living room. I, I don't know. That's great. Uh, okay, now this year is kind of a special year. Lent starts on Valentine's Day. That's yeah. Ash Wednesday this year. Mm-hmm. And Easter is on April Fool's Day. Yeah. So is there any significance to this, or is this being marked in any special way that you're aware of? Uh, well, first of all, uh, there is no St. Valentine uh, in the Episcopal Church calendar. So I, I don't know. On, on February 14th every year, the Church commemorates Saints Cyril and Methodius, two Slavic saints. So um, I, which is not necessarily romantic. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, just, just mentioning that there were two Slavic brothers actually. Um, but, uh, but I think that there are great possibilities, right. For, uh, for Ash Wednesday falling on Valentine's day this year, you know, like roses are red, violets are blue. I'm a worm and no man. And you are too. I mean, you, you could just go, you, you could go on and on. I mean, you, you could take your, um, you could take your beloved out to dessert, for instance, and then just stare at it without eating it because you've given it up for, for Lent. So there's so many ways that you could that you could celebrate this this great mashup. Um, and I, you right. know, I was thinking of giving like I could give my wife uh, an empty box of chocolates. Right. I, I mean, who who wouldn't? What you know, spouse wouldn't love that? Right. Yeah. Um, and then I, could, course, I could eat them all in advance of Lent beginning. It would work out quite well. Brilliant. Yes, you could you could embrace uh, Shrove Tuesday or, or, or Mardi Gras the, the the day before. Eat all the chocolate and then present that. Yeah, I think that I think she would love that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. There, I think there's great opportunity. Um, we maybe don't want to comment on April Fool's Day being Easter Sunday, but yeah, yeah, I I um I I've thought that it would be great fun to put all sorts of typos in the Easter bulletin and all sorts of things, but who knows. I, I think that's a tricky one to, to navigate. <laughs> we'll maybe leave that one there. Um, we've kind of talked a little bit about uh, some of the positive things about Lent Madness, mm-hmm. but has there been anything that's kind of come out of this in the last nine years that sticks out for you that's just been a real positive thing for either for you personally or just for maybe a growing community of people? Yeah, d- definitely. One of, one of the great, great surprises, and it always, every single year, astounds me to to behold this is the online community that develops around Lent Madness. And so what happens is we put up these matchups every day and then people comment, hundreds of people will comment on the, um, 
on the matchup. Maybe they're sharing why they're voting a particular way. Maybe they are sharing additional resources or a story that has personally connected them to a particular saint. It really is fascinating. And, um, you know, online commenting communities, if you've ever read, say, a newspaper article and then scrolled down, which I, I always uh, recommend not doing, um, they're not known for their graciousness, shall we say. Um, but the Lent Madness community is different. People are incredibly supportive of one another and, um, and really loving and, and uh, this community of faithful people who are, who are just trying to, trying to learn and, and be together in community and, and get through this season together. And I, that always just blows me away yeah. and, and every year. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, I'd love to hear as well, kind of what do you personally do? I mean, other than Lent Madness and, and you're, you're obviously providing a ton of leadership in that. And sometimes that could be harder or draining, but what, what do you personally do to mark the season of Lent or even going back sort of before you started all yeah, this? Boy, I, I spent a lot of time with my laptop in bed. Um, <laughs> my wife loves that part of, of, of Lent for me. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, it's hard. I, I, um, I am always trying to find more space for silence is one of my, um, one of my biggest things during Lent. And, and so whether that means watching a little bit less Netflix or, um, uh, usually I've done this for a number of years. I I won't during Lent, I, I won't turn on my car radio when I'm driving somewhere, just, just small ways to try to find a little bit of silence, which is just so elusive. And, um, I, uh, yeah, sometimes I'll, I'll give things up, but, um, it's, uh, it, it's hard. I, I, I can't, uh, the thing that I really should be giving up and can't because I'm running, um, uh, the, the world's most popular, if not only online Lenten devotion. Um, so I, I'd love to give up some, some, uh, electronics and screen time, but that's the, that doesn't really happen for me during Lent. So I sometimes look to do that during Easter season yeah do it during a different time um, for sure um and then like do you have any suggestions um for for where people might go i mean other than going to lent manis which we're kind of promoting here today but are there other places that you know of online that people might want to look Mm -hmm. if they're looking even if they're looking maybe for something more serious or something that's going to help them kind of enter into the the time yeah i i just i just really encourage people to embrace the season, you know, whether it's Lent Madness or, or something, I, I just always encourage people to just find a, a, a single Lenten devotion and just try to stick to it. You know, just something that can bring you some meaning and joy, and um, and not don't don't beat yourself up if if you if you miss it for a day or two, it's okay. Again, forgiveness is is part of this season, and just recognizing that Jesus is with you at every step of the way. Um, I know that the um, the brothers at uh, the Society of St. John the Evangelist in Cambridge, Massachusetts, um, they have some great online uh, Lenten resources, and, and I always think those are worthwhile. But, um, you know, and, and I always like to um, just be even more intentional about, uh, out of my tradition, saying the, saying the daily office, which is just daily prayer. Right. Those are 
So, yeah, that's really good. Clearly, you're uh, you're a fan of humor, and I know I, I did look up one of your books. I know you've got four books as well that mm-hmm. you've written, and uh, I know one of them. I mean, it looks humorous by the uh, by the cover. Anyway, I haven't had a chance to read it, but Dust Bunnies in the Basket: Finding God in Lent and Easter. Um, and I think I found that on the the Ford Movement yep. website. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't. I, I'd love to kind of hear, like, how did this? Like, are you just naturally kind of inclined to <laughs> be interested in sort of looking at things from a kind of a more a lighter side or a funnier kind of side? Has that just always been there? Or I think so. I, I mean, I, I think I don't think that um, that depth and um, and faith is um and and humor are mutually exclusive um i i just i I just have a feeling that uh jesus always had a little bit of a twinkle in his eye and um i i the the thing that um that drives me the most crazy are is sort of the image of the grim dour humorless christian that that um that sometimes is is the image out there and i i see absolutely no no reason for that again um and we talked about this at the beginning i, I don't know how you how you live life let alone a life of faith without bringing some humor into it that that would be um i think that would be choking and this is from an Episcopalian. I mean, I think Presbyterians are maybe more dour Uh-oh. than Episcopalians, <laughs> but we're pretty close, right? Like, I, I think so. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but I think I think that's really good. Um, and uh, and and that's maybe why there's a lot of people who are who are kind of gravitating towards this, partly because it's unique, but partly because um, I think people need to have a sense of permission that it's okay to laugh. It's okay to. Mm-hmm have a good time. Um, even just in church in general, I remember, you know, learning as a teenager, Oh, it's okay to have fun in church and, uh, and it's okay to laugh. Yeah, I I think that's right. And one of my, uh, and going back to just ministry with children, one of my mantras has always been children having fun in church is a good thing. Mm -hmm. It should be a place where they can, be themselves and, and, and want to be there and, and to, to participate. And, um, I don't think we, we do anyone any favors long-term if they're, if children are, are going up to, uh, you know, after the service, you have coffee hour in the Presbyterian church. Oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, if, if all they get when they go into, into the fellowship hall is, is grumpy people yelling at them to, get their hands off the sugar cubes, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's not so good. Um, okay. So can you just give us the the website and how people can get involved? Sure. Uh, so it's www.lentmadness.org and they can go online. They can print out a bracket for free if they'd like to see which of the 32 saints are in Lent Madness 2018 and starting on what we call Ash Thursday, February 15th is the first day of voting. All right. So the, it doesn't start actually on Ash Wednesday. No, no. We, we let Ash Wednesday be Ash Wednesday. And then we, we, we uh, hit the ground running on February 15th. And, and this year uh, we have kind of a crazy first round, uh, first day matchup. We have St. Peter against St. Paul. 
Wow, that is a big one. Yes, the apostolic rumble. Wow. Or robbing Peter to pay Paul. I don't know what we're, what we're that's, calling that's it. Tough. You know, it's making me think, I, I was kind of wrapping up here, but I really did want to ask you and should have had this in my, in my list of questions. Who, are some, who have some of the winners been in, in the past? Yeah. So uh, last year we had Florence Nightingale won, believe it or not, kind of an, an upstart. We've so had, good. Yeah, we've had Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Uh, we have had the great hymn writer, Charles Wesley, Francis of Assisi. Uh, one surprise winner was Francis Perkins, who was an Episcopalian and, and very devoted to her faith. She was also the first female cabinet member in, under FDR. Wow. So, yeah, and, and that year, her the way that she, as a laywoman, lived out her faith um, really resonated with people. So, so you never know. That is really interesting. And then now, now all these other questions are coming to mind too, if you, if you don't mind. Um, like how, do, how do you select, like, obviously there's more saints to pick uh, yes. from. There, yes. So there are many, many saints. Every year the bracket is uh, slightly different. And so after Lent Madness concludes, we have a, a, well, usually a few weeks after, after um, my, uh, my partner in crime, Scott Gunn, and I have recovered a little bit, we we call it nomination tide, and we accept nominations, uh, and people flood us with with saintly nominations, and then we get together uh, sometime in the month after or two after Easter, and we collate them all, and we very prayerfully and with a tremendous amount of coffee come up with the thirty-two who will make up the next year's bracket. Wow, that is cool. So, do you think maybe in year thirty-three? you might consider just doing the, the battle royal of all the, the winners. If we oh, that, that far. Hey, if we're, if we're still going by then, if I'm still alive, well, why not? I'll give you credit for the idea. All right. Something to think about. Okay. Thank you so much for doing this today, Tim. I really loved our conversation. Well, it's been a pleasure. All right. Take care. God bless.